we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. The Oswald has been shot. Paddock fired out of two adjoining rooms using a device similar to a hammer to smash the windows. Several uh, flying saucers there of extraterrestrial origin. Digging Chris Graves. Hi, welcome to another Digging Chris Graves, and I'd like to uh, I'd like to introduce someone uh, that many of you probably already know, but for those that don't, this is Angry Tiger. He's a really really cool guy, and uh, he's helped me out, and um, it's an honor to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, man. It's an honor to be on with you, brother. Really, it is. I didn't think a couple months ago that I'd be sitting here talking to the legendary uh, me me mastodon of researching, Chris Graves, you know, and he'd have me on his show. So the honor is all mine, brother. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, I uh, I don't know. It's nice to hear those things, but sometimes uh, I got to be like, is he talking about me? Like, you know, like, who's he talking about? Like, the, you know, evasion of the body snatchers? Like someone? Anyway, no, I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. No um, right off the bat, I just wanted to know, um, what would what would you say the first, uh, I want to say conspiracy, but one of the first things in your life that made you kind of go, step back and go, is that exactly, is this event or this thing, is it exactly how it it appears like what what was the first time your red flag would go up let's that, say that's kind of a that's kind of a complicated question you know um i guess i i with a complicated answer the question maybe is not so complicated um event wise uh apex event that said wow you know what's going on here i really don't have one what, what happened to me is i i got touched by the the federal government so oh. oklahoma happened Right. And uh, I happened to be, you know, on some mailing lists of the Michigan militia. And, and just that, um, you know, that was no big deal. There's a lot of guys in the Michigan militia and they get they were unmolested, you know, and and I was nothing. I was no big deal or anything. It happened. And uh, well, those a, are right, too, by the way, not to cut you off. That, that, that's our right to uh, to gather a militia, basically, you know. Yeah. And at that time, they were really popular. If, if you remember, they were gaining, yeah. you know, huge popularity before the Oklahoma bombing. So I was, you know, I, I was interested in it. You know what? What? You know, from the age of about 16, I got on their mailing list. Right. Then went to a couple of meetings when I was a young guy, learned how to like, you know, slice a pie and you know run a pattern and do basic recon and so it was cool you know you had these vietnam yeah. vets teaching me survival, stuff. survival yeah and they were cool and they taught me about the constitution i didn't know any of that crap i was a knucklehead you know i was on drugs i you know i was not living my best life you know from from an early age in my teens so you were young yeah yeah sure so you know i was on their mailing list and i had not had any contact with them for years and again not living my best life uh I had this chick with me and she ended up cheating on me with a guy who was friends with some ATF guy or something like that. 
And she said, yeah, he's got all these military manuals. I know he's, you know, I think he's part of the Michigan militia. I was watching him make bombs. I think I was making firecrackers for the 4th of July or something. She equated that to, yeah, he's going to bomb the next uh, federal thing. So she (laughs) called me the night before. They they came and raided my house, and she called me the night before. And I'm like, ah, they're not going to. They're not coming over what you said. You know, you're yeah. just some, you know, we're burnouts. We're we're druggies. I'm like, they're not going to take you seriously. Meanwhile, they want any kind of uh, justification to do just that. Well, yeah, apparently I was I was a pretty jaded individual even at that point. And even though I was listening to, you know, punk rock and heavy metal and speed metal and they were, they, you know, you, yeah. you thought that was entertainment, you know, now you get older and you say, hey, a lot of that stuff those guys are talking about was spot on, you know. So anyway, they got me. They came, you know, I went, I did five years. I got Denny McLean, famous, you know, baseball pitcher from the Tigers and Bezler and drug trafficker and yeah. all that, that jazz. And and I got out and I still was, I, and when I was in there, you know, I ran across uh, a magazine called Media Bypass. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was reading that and uh, the, the guy I was bunked up with, he was a lawyer. So when I was in, in prison, that kind of like opened my brain, right? I, I read I Claudius. I started reading all these these old books on Roman history on and ancient history. And my dad kind of was like real proud of Roman history. So I already knew some, so I got into that stuff. And so I did I, you come old, across behold the pale horse, by the way, because yeah. I heard that that was like a, a very popular in the prison system. Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, you wow. got to check that out. It's uh, I, I won't, that's a spoiler alert book. You got to read. Oh, it. okay. You yeah. got to, you got to read it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it is popular in the prison system, but I met a lot of guys. I met a lot of lawyers from the Genovese crime family, stuff like that, you know. Wow. And so I was trying to get myself out of prison. So that familiarized myself with the law, the law library, legalese. So I was, a, you know, I, I didn't waste my time there. I lifted weights and I read. And that's what I did, you know, and I worked in the welding shop. That's those are the things that so I did. You used a there. really shit situation to better yourself. And that's, I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I made a couple appeals on my case, but that's when I learned about like consp- the conspiracy law like me and you could have somebody sent to prison just because we testify in front of a grand jury they did something right you know and it's a, 90- I was a I, on a smaller level i was a victim of that I had my freedom taken away for like a week because someone made up stuff yeah yeah see yeah and that's not that's not that's that that's not right at all you know and then i looked at the 98 percent conviction rate and you know i wasn't a rocket scientist back then by any means you know but i knew something was was not right, right. that 98 percent of the people were not were not guilty and i i seen the nonsense he had fishermen in there dude who caught a ton too many eel from watertown new york and right. you know the guy up north growing weed you know who's not bothering anybody all the all the right. basic stuff but there's there were some criminals there too but i mean a lot of uh a lot of people violent offenders, right? A lot yeah, you're wait, you're wasting 60, 70 grand a year on having these people in here. Why? And you're you're taking them away from their family and their livelihood and all that other stuff. So and then like, you find out just things like the prison industrial complex where they actually the BOP. Yeah, I worked for the BOP. I'm making I'm making like high end stuff for you know other prisons. I'm I'm welding stuff together for other you know major corporations. Right. They're making stop signs and stuff nationwide for people. I mean, it's, it's like slave huge, slave labor in a way. Huge racket. Yeah, I made twenty five cents an hour, and I you know I worked underneath a pipe fitter. Wow! Right, but he was cool. You know the pipe fitter, <laughs> the pipe fitter was a militia guy from Pennsylvania. Right. So you know he, he he took certain people under his wing. So I made the best of it, but so that 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 I was I already knew something was wrong, right? Right, and then um. I guess, you know, fast forward to Ron Paul, 2008, I got involved in the campaign. He said something that made me think he explained the federal reserve. I seen him 
somewhere, yeah. dude. And he, he was explaining how the Federal Reserve worked. And I'm like, what's this little old man saying? You know, I had given up on politics. I'm like, forget the system, right? <laughs> you know, I'm working for somebody. He was one of the only one talking about that, by the way, back in the late 90s. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and I'm an auto body man by trade. So I always had a job, you know, at that point I was still working for somebody. And then I got into the Ron Paul movement. I start, you know, worked for the campaign. I, I was very passionate about it, you know, knocked on doors, was a delegate. And I met this guy that I had to go, uh, you know, canvassing with, and he was a little bit older than me. And he's, you know, we knock on a door and I'm, you know, I, I'm like, hello, ma'am. You know, it's this little old lady. He's like, did you know that the UN is going to take over America in 10 years? And I'm looking at him and I'm like, what, you know, what's he saying? You know, right. and like he just took over the whole thing. He's, he's telling this lady, you know, about fluoride in the water, all this stuff all at one time. He's right? scaring her. Scaring her. <laughs> yeah. Stuff I never heard of, dude. GMOs. Yeah. The government, you know, was, you know, all this whole thing. I'm like, wow, you know, they're, they're trying to kill us and mass murder. And, and I wasn't there yet. Right. I didn't, I didn't know. So I, after we get off the porch, I'm like, look, man. And, and I still think I was smart in saying this. You yeah. can't do that. I go, whatever you believe, bro, you can't tell people this stuff because you you just freak that old lady out, dude. She probably thinks we're terrorists. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm guilty of that myself. I try to rein it Me in. Too. Like, yeah. So, so I'm like, where did you hear all that stuff, by the way? He's like, you don't know? I'm like, no. He's like, Alex Jones. Oh, dude. yeah. I'm like, okay. So Ron Paul <laughs> campaign happens and ends. And there's like this void, right? Yeah. So I, I'm like, you know, looking for, you know, some kind of something intellectually to fill a political void. Right. And so I, I check out InfoWars. I check out Alex Jones. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, what is he talking about? GMO food, soft kill. What is that? You know, what's uh, cancer rates, you know, are, or IQs being, you know, 15% lower in, in, in fluorinated areas. What's he talking about? You know, fluoride's good for your teeth. This guy's a clown. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So me being me, <clears throat> excuse me, me being me, I said, I, I started researching the stuff the guy was saying and finding out, yeah, this is true. <laughs> He's spot on. He just went about it the wrong way. He's like, it's, 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 and, and that was the event, dude. That was the apex event. When it was the, the poisoning of the population with the food, the injections, injunctions, and injections, or however you're right. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. Oh, so yeah, the yeah, food, yeah. The, the food was poisoned, the water was poisoned, the medicine was poisoned. Yeah. And and I already knew the culture was being poisoned, you know. So that was the apex moment. It was just a, a like a, a light went on, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, everything that I've been brought up in has been a lie, and I've been busting my butt, you know, my butt trying to stay in the system and do the right thing, especially after prison. Hard to get a job in certain dealerships, you know, they wouldn't hire yeah. you because you're a felon and all this other stuff. And I'm working in this crap, crap ass junkyard, right? You know, uh, finagling cars for the sixty million dollar man here, which he was a good guy. Good guy that I worked for, actually. But, you know, and, and 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 it's all a lie. And, dude, the liberation that I had at that moment. At, at first, there's the anger. It's, it's then there's anger, a, there's fear, and then eventually a calming uh, kind of. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing this for? I'm like, if this all collapses, I, I know how to hunt. I know how to fish. I love doing those things. I'll go live in the woods. Yeah. You know, if everything's, you know, if I lose everything, who cares? And, dude, that changed my life. Because yeah. now the life that I live is not so much wrapped around mon monetary things or yeah. getting things that are flashy or or anything like that, dude. I'm a very simple guy. I, everything I love is free, and if all this wouldn't have happened to me, I wouldn't know that. You know, See, for I've, my I've inner it. peace. You know. Oh, it is, and you're onto something there, because uh, yeah, I'm 
I've lost a, a majority of my belongings a couple times now, and I'm almost 40, 40 years old. And to be honest with you, it, it, it in a weird way, not to make myself feel better because I actually do feel this way. It, it's like a weight lifter off your shoulders. You know, when people, they pass away and then their family has to literally get rid of all of their belongings, all this stuff. It's just like we accumulate all this stuff. And for what? I mean, besides the basics, it's, it's like, we're kind of programmed that way uh, through our whole lives. Uh, we need to collect things, you know, we need to, you know, material stuff. But uh, yeah, you're right. I, if, if there is a freedom in that, you know. Yeah, yeah, there is. And and then I went through the phase of wanting to tell everybody, yeah. right? You know, so I, I think all of us involved in the truther or conspiracy theory, uh, you know, lifestyle because it's a lifestyle i i know that you live the way you believe i live the way i believe i do not i'll avoid gmo at all costs i try not to drink fluoride no matter what and if i do you know i'm taking iodine you know i yeah. i studied this stuff i studied nutrition you know i'm a, i was a certified personal trainer all that stuff you know so i know about nutrition i study nutraceuticals it opened all that up to me man wow. you know so a lot of people are like how do you live knowing all that you know when i talk to my normal friends right Man, how do you walk around with that in your brain, dude? I'm dude, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm fighting back. I don't buy stuff from Walmart. I don't buy stuff off of Amazon if I can't absolutely help it, you know? They make it very hard. Yeah. I go to sleep well at night. I don't lie, cheat, or steal. You know, I, I didn't have any of these values. I, I did. My parents instilled the values, but this brought them to the surface. You know, yeah. the 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 bull, the the they were always there, but when you were a kid, you just want to have fun and things like that. The machine ate me up and spit me out, dude. I was a product. I was a druggie, dude. I was a, you know, I was addicted to crack cocaine. I was addicted to pills, dude. I've had a rough life when it comes to drugs. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. you know, always had my job. I always took care of my kid, raised my kid by myself. You know, it was, you know, everything I've done, I've done myself, right? You know, and then yeah. when I was working for somebody, that's another thing this allowed me to do was it blossomed me and, and I was confident enough to do my own businesses. You yeah. Know, I got, I got cannabis, you know, happened in Michigan. I got into that. Then I got into environmental controls and lighting and cannabis. Fireworks is in my huge interest. I got into that. I mean, I've done wholesale, retail, public display, all that in a span of like five years, you know, importing, you know, exporting. So with all that, th this environment of intelligentsia, of wanting to know more, of, of looking for the truth and being truthful with myself, learning how to do that. I have this whole movement to thank for that, you know? So uh, that's the main thing I, I want to point out to people. We're alone. Yeah. And you get ostracized, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're ostracized, dude. We're so alone. We're a small percentage of the population. Our people put up with us and they love us. You know, we love them and we love the world or we wouldn't be upset about this stuff. That's another thing. Everyone yeah. I meet like you, you love people, bro. You love the world, dude. That's well, why don't you're tell, Don't tell too many people that because, uh, I like to give off the perception that, uh, you know, I don't like anybody. But, yeah, I think you might be like George Carlin. You, know, you scratch a cynic and you get a, an optimist or whatever I, whatever he said. But, yeah, I think yeah, so. I've just been hurt. I've been hurt too many times. <laughs> right. Tiger, you know. No, but you're right. Uh, if I didn't care, I would just do my own thing, you know, which I'd like to do. You know, like I was telling you before, uh, you know, uh, being creative. But this this uh has taken up some space in my life and uh, i feel like uh in a good way you know um a public service of sorts not to pat myself on the back but i try to shine a light uh, where a light needs to be you know shown or shined or whatever <laughs> right but, yeah 
bro, and you've already done this. I know you've done this because you reached me before. If you reach one person, dude, yeah. If we reach one person doing this, dude, that that's that's a phenomenal a purpose. thing. A purpose. Yeah. 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 One and it, can, it only has to be one. Yeah. That's it. Like it could be more, but yeah, but just if one. you made one person, if this if this podcast that we're doing this evening made one person kind of like feel like he is a kindred soul and not lonely, we yeah. did a great thing, bro. And, I, and you sharing the thing, uh, you made the you made the best out of uh, one of the worst situations, you know, incarcerated and everything. You were able to, you know, I don't want to say the whole bootstraps thing, but basically, yeah, by working for yourself, yeah. You were able to kind of control your own destiny as much as you know our society will allow. But um, but good for you. And I didn't know a lot of that, and and I'm glad I, I do now. Oh, so, thanks, man. Well, thanks, yeah. Oh, I appreciate but, but before when I was asking about like a a moment, like did you were you ever curious, like as a as a kid, like the whole for me it was UFOs all the way. And I'm not saying that they're alien. I'm not saying they're not. I think it's a little bit, could be a little bit of both. I, I think it, a lot of it's classified technology. That's just me researching over the years. Have you had something like, even if it was like something as benign as like Bigfoot or. Oh yeah. No, dude. UFOs was a big thing. I was always yeah. into. Um, I was always wondering, you know, where, where are there UFOs? You know, um, the occult really uh, kind of yeah. sucked me in because when I was growing up, we were the long hair. It was during the heavy metal era. Do you know it's what I'm saying? Satanic panic. The, yeah. Right? Yeah. The satanic panic. So yeah. we'd be out in the woods and we'd go out places like as teenagers, dude. There'd be pentagrams, there'd be altars, there'd be yes. you'd find all kinds of weird upside down crosses people built. You know, it was really weird. So that always they told kids not to go in the woods. I remember that as a kid. That fascinated me. So then the subliminal message thing fascinated me ooh, too. Ooh. Yeah. That that really, you know, and that was all crap by the people at the PMRC. That was all garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Tipper Gore, Al yeah. Gore's wife. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, they're playing shit backwards and it sounds like pig, pig Latin. And they're like, <laughs> oh, look, it's saying to kill yourself. My you other know? show, my other show, Get Mad with Chris Graves. Actually, here's a little thing that no one really knows except for me and uh, one other person. My intro has some of that backwards masking in it. Really? So I'll just put it out there. And it, yeah, and it's a, it's a funny story that I'll, I'll tell one day. But uh, yeah, I utilize that. And uh, the person that made it for me utilized that too. But yeah, no, uh, well, for those that, that might not be as familiar as we are with the heavy metal and the and Tripper Gore and the, basically the beginning of this, uh, I even had the, uh, you know, explicit content. The, uh, yeah. Parental, yeah. the parental, parental uh, advisory. I yep. wanted that as a band, actually. I almost uh, did that, uh, or an album, or whatever. But for those that might not know, um, D. Snyder did a beautiful thing. Yes, you just explained to people. I don't know if you agree with me, but like he basically blew them away because uh, they were expecting a different reaction from D. Snyder of Twisted Sister fame. He. Uh... He looked like a wild man, and that's what they expected. They expected some dumb burnout to get up there and start sounding like an idiot. Face he went up there. Right? He yeah. went up there with his 130 IQ and showed them what for, didn't he? Yeah. You know, I he mean, was beautiful. he had all the legal speak. He had everything down, the talking points. And if you saw the reaction of the politicians, they were not expecting that whatsoever. And no. it was beautiful. No, yeah. and it, but to, admittingly so, it was extremely strange times. Yes. You know, back then there, there were, it was, 
there, there was weird stuff going on, man. There was a lot yeah, of Iran Contra, a, the Reagan administration. Yeah, there's a lot of cult activity going on. There was a lot, there was a lot going on in the administration, like you said, you know. But yeah, that that was something that I was interested in too. That was the, you know, okay, unexplained yeah. stuff, you know. It's, that yeah. was always the Bermuda Triangle was another thing I yeah. delved into a little bit, you know. I live in a I, I actually reside right now in an area that is described as a Bermuda Triangle on land called the Bridgewater Triangle. Okay. And I would I'm I'm doing something with that currently, like a screenplay type thing that from years ago. But it had a lot of the things that you know the Bermuda Triangle would have, like a UFO sightings. They have uh, satanic murders in the woods of Freetown State Forest, right next to Fall River, where Lizzie Borden was. All that stuff. Yeah, I'm around that whole area. We have ghost King Philip's War. You ever heard of that? Yes, I have. Yep. King Philip was the name of my high school growing up in Rentham, Massachusetts. Right. Unfortunately, it's the same school that they made a movie about because some teenage girl texted texted her her boyfriend and told him to kill himself and he did and they made a whole movie about it recently and all that so that was kind of odd because i thought i was going to be the first famous person that no i'm just kidding <laughs> but no but uh, it's just weird because the whole area it, they say with the wapanog uh tribe of the native americans around here a lot of them were slaughtered uh by you know the, the english settlers during king philip's war and there, you know, people think, you know, that the land was cursed because the innocent blood was spilt on both on both ends, actually. Uh, right. English settlers and King Philip's men. Um, and they think because of that negative energy, all this weird activity has been around, like a Bigfoot type creature has been sighted. Thunderbirds that look like pterodactyls back in the day. Uh, a Brockton mass cop actually reported that. And he was basically uh, ridiculed for the rest of his career for like 30 years. But he never changed his story. Um, weird sightings of weird out of place animals, ghosts, dis disappearing hitchhikers you hear about like uh, like on Route 44 uh, going to Fall River actually. All this whole area is just it really interesting and even growing up i didn't really know a lot of this stuff we had like that satanic panic stuff where teenagers would go and uh, either put pentagrams you know spray painting and tagging was huge back in the graffiti and everything so it's a really interesting uh just you know from that perspective um that i actually grew up in that area with salem with the witch stuff and yeah wow there's a yeah there's a lot of activity in that area we had a yeah. place called uh it was an old mental institution. We had okay. a bunch of those, yeah, and they're always haunted and everything. Yeah. It was called the Northville, Northville Tunnels, we called it. And then, oh, so it had tunnels underneath it, and it had tunnels from one facility to the other. And then it had a, a main tunnel that went all the way to this other mental institution called Eloise. And this is where, I, I guess, I, one of the plagues was going on here. And they were transporting people from through those tunnels so yeah. they wouldn't get sick. Right. So, yeah, we would go into those places. And, yeah, dude, we ran across a whole a seance. And, you know, these guys had torches. It was at night. You I mean, saw that. You actually oh, saw yeah, yeah, dude. We're out there smoking pot like, with our what? chicks. Right? We're, we're getting high like... with our girlfriends smoking weed. And, you know, like, we're just out A lot there of it was messing. rumor. Like, a lot of people said, oh, I heard my buddy said that he saw. You saw one. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely please, saw one, dude. Please was, tell uh, me. Like, what so, was... okay. So, and here's another thing. You, we were, look. We were not normal kids. We, we 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 knew, and it was known. When you went, you went armed. 
you know, I had a meat cleaver, you know, or whatever. We had homemade blow torches. We had some stuff. We were crazy. And this is the 1980s. I mean, yeah, like, this, yeah, yeah, you were allowed to do all this. Well, not allowed, yeah. but we did all this shit, right? I mean, <laughs> right. so. You know, we, we you still know, played with sticks. Yeah, no, we had we had blowtorches and all kinds of shit when we'd go into these <laughs> wow. places, knives, all kinds of stuff. Right. So right. we go into this place, dude, and we're trying to we smoke a couple joints, go with the, the girls. We're walking around. It's night. Yeah, and we get down into the main tunnels, and I hear something, and my neck just the hair on my neck stands up, and I look at my buddy Frankie. I'm like, dude, I, yeah, my other buddy Frankie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frankie and some other guy. I'm not. I'm gonna watch names because I don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to say anybody's name, but so. I'm like, dude, you hear that? He's like, yeah. I was, I was like, you know, told the girls to stay there. So me and Frankie, we're the fastest guys, dude. And we're, we go and we, we sneak up to see what's going on. And we see, dude, there's probably, I would say 14 or 15 adults wow. with torches, with hoods on, dude, around an altar. Now we had known about this altar. That's where yeah. we were going, right? To scare the girls, right? Where this big satanic thing and, and all this. And now that perfect I look date, back on perfect day night. Yeah, now that I look back on it, dude, yeah. that I know a little bit more about symbology, it wasn't just a pentagram and a bunch of idiots fooling around. It was full-on Baphomet, you know, occult symbolism everywhere, right? Mm. So was there, did you notice, was there someone on the altar? We did not notice that, dude. But the okay. problem was, is once we seen what was going on, you know, we're shitting our, we're, we're shitting our pants, dude. We're like, oh my god, you know, holy crap, you know, let's get the hell out of here, right? So it's like we seen out of the movie Race with the Devil from the seventies, where they actually are watching uh, from afar, and that the cult members hear them in turn. It's so, like something out of a nightmare. Oh, they dude, all... we were terrified. We're, 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 we're totally dude. I'm like, you know, because we know this is bad news. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and we thought we were a little badasses at that time. The only good thing we knew we were good at was getting away from people. Right. Right. So we're going back dude. they had to have heard us. Cause by the time we got to the girls, they said, I, I could hear them say there's someone in the tunnel. Oh God, dude. Wow. Dragging these, you know, 16 year old girls with us, you know, by the hand ripping the, you know, I mean, dragging them, bro. Like I, I remember literally her, her, she, her feet were tore up from me dragging her out of those tunnels, dude, running wow. into the, and once you got outside, it's a giant facility. It's all overgrown and stuff, dude. We could see them coming with the torches and stuff. Wow, so, you know, after you. Wow. yeah, dude, we lit the field on fire. We're in a field. We lit the field on fire, dude. We lit and ran and ran. That's all we could think to do. That's all. That's all we could. Th and we did not look back, dude, all the way to the car. And I'll never forget that night. I mean, it, it was terrifying. Bro. It's right out of that movie race with, with the devil. That scared me. Like as a kid, it yeah, had I've never, seen, never seen it. Bro. 1975, literally 1975, Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. They have their girlfriends in an RV in the middle of the desert in like on the West coast. Okay. They're traveling cross country or they're whatever. They're going making their way to California from like Arizona or something. And what ends up happening, I'm not spoiling anything here, but that's what the movie's about. They they park for the night in just some random place in the desert. And Warren and Peter, they end up going to relieve themselves, you know, away from the girls. They have a little campfire going. So they're walking through the wooded area for a little while. <laughs> and then they know excuse me then they notice they hear like some kind of chanting in the, the far off distance so they go they're kind of nosy they they go and you know they come across a satanic uh 
ritual where there's like supposedly a, a virgin girl is tied up. There's bonfires. Oh, the same thing you described, only not in a tunnel thing. I mean, the tunnel thing is even scarier because it's like confined and everything. But in the movie, they end up um, being like, oh, my God, what's happening here? They step on like a branch. And that's when all the cult members turn and look at them. And the rest of the movie is them racing. Race of the Devil through on in that RV through the states and what the the scariest part about the whole thing besides that scene where they get out of a nightmare where the monster sees you and you're like oh my god that <laughs> right. yeah, alert yeah <laughs> that's what it reminded me of when you were talking about oh there's someone in the tunnel I'm telling you man throughout the rest of the movie you find out that like most of like the town officials and like the state troopers they're all in on like this cult activity so it's like and I hate to say it, but just with the, the work of like Dave McGowan with his book, uh, Program to Kill, he makes a lot of connections with like the uh, Satanism from the 80s, all that stuff. Unfortunately, with the uh, the pedophilia thing, you know, and world leaders, elites, Pizzagate before Pizzagate with like the McMartin preschool thing with the tunnels underneath that. Right. Didn't exist, but then they found out later on they very well could have. Like when they hired the parents of these kids, hired like a if you, not an archaeologist, but I can't remember the term. But he had the, the the sonar type equipment where he actually did see there was remnants of tunnels. The kids weren't making up this stuff. Right. So there's something to it. So when you said when you were dragging the girl out of there, uh, you really look back and think like the cops could have been in on it all this stuff you know what i mean like it wasn't a bunch of teenagers like yourselves dude. no dude that's why we were so worried i'm scared i'm like <laughs> i knew they were adults dude i'm like yes. these are these are men and women you know yeah. uh, that, that's, that's why a lot of this me. got covered up because you have to have like law enforcement in on something like this you know well and th this is the thing you know that i, I i'm gonna say this i yeah if if you look at what you just said you said the law enforcement you said if he you just goes the away, gate thing you said the the, the yeah. Satanism, all that you know, the elites. People don't like to talk about that, you know, because they they think that it's it's out of it's it's out of this world or it's too bombastic. I, I don't care what anybody says. I, I think you're being a little bit foolishly optimistic to to be mild. Yeah. If you can look at all this stuff and say that there's not some kind of evil. E even if it's compartmentalized or separate ones, but some kind of evil behind it, like a force. This isn't just like a human, human beings, you know, people like, why would someone do that? They must be crazy. No, there's something else going on there other than craziness. I mean, look at what in our world now, mutilating children yeah. is a normal subject and it's, it's being debated. Deba do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, it's being debated. It's accepted and, and been passed into law now. And when I, we were growing up, that was would never have. No, no, never. no. You, you, if you study, I've studied the occult. I mean, I'll, I, I, I'm a Catholic. I'm very. It's very hard to be a Catholic. There are many rules, right? And I and I try to follow almost all the rules. So it's it's hard to be a Catholic in that aspect, and it's hard to be a Catholic because you have the Vatican, the Catholic Church. That's not what that is to me. I was raised Catholic. That's the relationship I have with Jesus Christ. That's how I was taught. And my right. mother told me the church is in your heart. Right. Yeah. So I found a nice old fashioned Catholic church I go to. They don't follow any of this woke crap. And that's so that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to apologize for my religion. You know, yeah, no, you, I don't support the Vatican, the Pope, you molesting you children, any of that. Oh, and, yeah. a lot, 
and no, you know, all a lot of all the Catholics I know don't support any of that stuff. So it's not yeah. like we're you know supportive of that stuff. So with that being said, I, I still it's heresy for me to study the occult. I studied the occult. I studied the Druids. I studied all the Celtic religions. I studied the Eastern philosophies, the Kabbalah. I studied all of that stuff. I mean, in depth, dude. Like I was off, not a Christian for a very long time, a very long time. And you were just obtaining knowledge. Yeah, exactly. We're having an informed opinion stuff. like we're having right now. The Crowley stuff, all of it. Yeah. And there is something to all of that stuff. People believe in this stuff. And these elites believe in something. I think that I don't even think we're 100% hip to it, bro. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I think you're I'm sorry, right. I don't mean to ask you a question. No, no, I know. I appreciate that. No, I, I probably have not looked into it as much as what you had just said, just because after a certain point, I, for me, uh, I was raised Catholic. I, I don't really tell anybody that. It's not a secret or anything, but I, oh, I went to CCD every Sunday. I got confirmed, all that stuff. And then I had a moment in high school after that where I, you know, started just thinking, and this is before like 9-11, right? Yeah, about, yeah, before even Columbine. And stuff. I started thinking like, uh, is there a life after death? Is there like a grand creator? All this horrible stuff going on in the world? Like how how could there be an all-loving God? Or, then you hear that, yeah, this God that you have to fear, all this stuff. So I looked into it a little bit because I was curious, you know, and that is one of the big questions. Are we alone in the universe? Is there life after death? Why are we here? Like the three big, you know, basic, uh, well, the whys, the the important ones in my, in my uh, opinion. But I, at this point, I don't really affiliate with, with any, any religion, uh, man-made, you know, because a lot of it, you know, like we were saying, in my mind, a lot of it's, you know, a man-made construct when it comes to, like you said, the Vatican and things like that, because they have all this gold and stuff, but they're preaching the word of Jesus Christ about, you know, feeding the poor and stuff, but they're sitting on a whole thing. And then all the religions, they're all equal opportunity. And, you know, if it'll give peace to individuals to, you know, let them go on with their day and like, because I've needed that kind of peace myself a lot over the years, even more so now. And, um, if I'm not going to deny anybody, you know, whatever they may think happens to us when we die or why we're here or whoever or whatever may have or may not have created us. So I, I'm an open book, open mind. I'm not saying people that are religious or not. I'm just saying I I find uh, I try to find peace and just, uh, you know, purpose and all kinds of things like creativity, you know, relationships, you know, things like that. Uh, music is a huge one, but with the religion thing, I just over the years, just with all you know, most wars, they you they it's a scapegoat usually, you know, religion and like yep. you don't believe in the same thing I do, so I want to yep. kill you. It's like the antithesis of religion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, human being. Yeah, the people are human beings. I don't know if it's just a part of who we are that we want to destroy each other, and the religion is a good scapegoat. I don't know. And to, to be honest with you, quite frankly, I don't even, I'm apathetic about it. I'll find out or not find out the moment I die. You know what I mean? It'll either be fade to black or it'll be what everyone was talking about. Or maybe none of the above. Right. I, I went on this whole rant, but uh, no, I think these elites, whoever they are, and we'll never know their actual names. Because if you know their names, like a Rockefeller or a Rothschild, chances are they're not the ones actually running the show. 
and we'll never know who the who actually is behind everything. And there's a reason for that. But I think, like you said, they you they these people, and I, I with all the atrocities, I, I hate to say, put it in, in the same category as you you or I. But I think they believe what you're talking about. Like even if it, there's nothing to it. And it's just a whole bunch of black magic. It's just nothing. It's just a thing. I think they believe it. Or they right. sometimes they want to make self-fulfilling prophecies, you know, things like that. They make these things happen sometimes. Yeah. Right? You, you, you know what? Um, I, I Again, uh, I'll probably be kicked out of the Christian club after this thing. But <laughs> You're speaking I, your mind in, in your own I, You form. know, the way I was brought up in Christianity was that, you know, I, I went to Catholic school and everything. And, 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 you know, you never judge other people by their religion. Never. I was taught that. That was hammered into me. Um, I know it's in the Bible. Um, I don't think a Buddhist is going to hell because he doesn't say the words Jesus Christ. That's the, right. if you act, if you act like we all act like Christians or, and if you study all the religions that are halfway decent, you know, they that aren't sacrificing children and all that stuff. They, right. they, the rules are all the same. Isn't that kind hey, of uncanny? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so, why I don't like to bring up the fact, like a lot of, in the past when I was a little more militant about religion and saying, oh, it's it started the cause of all the wars and everything. I backed off that shit a while ago. Well, no, because men men, wars, men are valuable. Like, it's the men. Yeah. They take this stuff just like yeah. and they, it, it gets centralized, right? House yeah. churches are the way to go. Uh, right. Independent religion is more of the way to go, yeah. right? You no, know, no. And, and that's, that's actually because men, when you centralize things in history, they destroy it. It turns into war. Absolutely. It, it tur turns into something happens, evil gets a hold of it. And you know, I just I can't ignore though, just just from a philosoph philosophical standpoint. Like a Horus, Horus Jesus thing. To me, it's the same story, but maybe that's blast. No, well, it's unfortunately it's historically factual what you're saying, just that's like the saying, paganism in Catholicism. Comes across we're, we're, we're eating the blood and drinking the we're drinking the blood yes. and eating the flesh of our Savior. How much more ritualistic yeah. do you want to get? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, a lot you know, of it's it, a lot of Catholics off when I tell them that. That's what I'm saying, and it's hard for me to because sometimes people will misconstrue that as I'm attacking them when I point out that it's basically with the virgin birth, like. I think Horus had kind of a crucifixion. I, it's been a long time, but water into wine, walking, you know, um, walking Many on water. similarities, factual, historical similarities. But that's like with each, with all, every religion, uh, maybe not Buddhism, but even Buddhism too, uh, in Scientology. No, yeah, the, yeah, Hinduism, Buddhism, Kabbalism. Same, yeah, you have a, the Prophet Muhammad, you have Jesus Christ, you have a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same uh, lessons or, or uh, stories or... Uh, Fables, not fables, but uh, you know what I'm saying, like uh, lessons learned and thing. And everyone is fighting with each other when you're believing the same stuff most a lot of the time, you know. Right, and the, the reason I like Catholicism, it's it's older, and and Christianity historically, at least in the Western part of the world, has brought civilization. Yeah. So yeah. so I, I back that. The, historically, the facts back Christianity. Is there a pagan? Know? Is there a pagan origin? To, uh, now this might get me sent to hell if there is a hell. Is there a pagan origin to Christianity? Because I've I've read different things over the years where well, it was I, every, what I the paganism that I see involved is it, it seems like in Europe what they did was they went to with the pagans. There's a lot of history in all this, even oh, the yeah, Nicene Council. People yeah. don't want to admit it, but all all the all this was baked into the Nicene Council and some other councils that the Council of Trent and some other stuff. But 
they basically took the the holidays of the pagans yeah. and incorporated them into Christianity. And that and to, to deny that as a Christian is being ignorant. You're Even just, All Hallows Eve, Halloween. Yeah, that's All Saints Day. Yeah, all that. It's all it's that Sam Hain. That's the that's the Sam that's Hain. the festival of Sam Hain, the Celtic festival of Sam Hain. Yeah. I believe Sam Hain were celebrate that they celebrate Saronus the Wood God, and that is the well, time Ireland, of the year. Ireland, yeah. Yeah, that is the time of the year that um the Even veil between the two worlds is, is the thinnest. So you can actually talk to the dead and stuff, supposedly. I've heard that, and I've heard that, and this is really, uh, full disclosure, I, I'm not trying to attack anyone. I've heard that even Christmas itself, as a holiday, has pagan roots. And Winter I'm solstice. Still... Okay, so it's, you know, basically right around the winter solstice. Okay, I mean, yeah. scientifically, historically, factually, Jesus wasn't really born around that area. That's but, right. Yeah. You know, and then they took Odin's tree. Right. And, and that's, you know, there's a really cool story behind that. That's supposed to be historical and factual. But right. see, and that's the thing. You're right. There's a lot of paganism in Christianity. And when Christians don't admit that, it bothers me because it's a fact. I mean, I don't don't try to change the facts because it doesn't go with what you want it to go with or to what you've been told. Your narrative or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I'm a Detroit Lions fan and they cheat. Right. I'm not going to support them. I shouldn't. Well, you should. That's your team. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the American thing. tribe. Yeah, yeah. You know, we hate America. Do you ever hear that? Oh, you just hate America because yes. you, you know you talk about the military-industrial complex. Yeah, I talk I about 9/11 question, valid questions that haven't been answered, and they go, yeah. well, "Well, get out of the. You should be hung for treason." I'm like, "What about the people that yeah. have done it? Shouldn't they? Uh, even like <laughs> Fauci, people like Fauci. Like, well, you want me to hang because I'm asking a question? Like, yeah. What are you guys talking about? Yeah." Yeah, wanting the truth is uh, was weaponized, a truther, you know. But anyway, yeah, no, it's fascinating because I don't, like I said, when it comes to research, I'll be honest, like a lot of the religious stuff, I just didn't have, like kind of like with the secret societies too, like with Bill Cooper we're talking about, I just don't have an interest. I, right. I mean, it, it can be interesting, but after a certain point, I'm like, they lose me with the numerology and thing. And there might be something to that too, but dude, I get, I get voracious on whatever I'm researching for it. Sometimes it's years at a time. Sometimes it's yeah. days. Right? right. But my, my problem is, is there's so much in there. I have to dig around for it. But once yeah. I get to a certain point where it starts getting way down the rabbit hole where, okay, <laughs> I don't need to know all this. I, I like to get the, the, the roundabouts, the meat and potatoes. You know, the bullet points. The bullet yeah. So I understand yeah. what's going on. You know, and, and and that's what how I do my research. But dude, there's so much out there. How could you, you know, the right. stuff you research, you know, a lot of it crosses lines with psychology too, right? Doesn't it? I mean, don't you gotta well a lot of the uh, the uh, as an example, uh a lot of the school shootings have the same hallmarks all the time. Like uh usually you don't you never find out who the the suspect's psychiatrist was and what he was prescribing him, things like that. And then they also showed that a lot of um, the American, I forget, uh, his, the American um, Medical Association, uh, a lot of the these syndromes and things are, aren't actual syndromes. I, I, can't, like, I came to find out like a lot of psychiatry tied into like eugenics and things like back in the day or like MK Ultra stuff, which, you know, that sounds like it's science fiction, but it's actually a fact. I mean, they tried to destroy most of the files uh, back in the 70s, but they were able, the church committee was able to unearth a lot of that, enough to show you it was a real thing. Um, and a lot of that had to do with psychiatry, like uh, 
programming the, the brain, you know, to do things it wouldn't ordinarily do. And you have like the famous case. I, I'm actually still trying to figure out what angle Tucker had, but Tucker Carlson, you know, basically outed the CIA a couple of weeks ago in the murder of John F. Kennedy, which a lot of us researchers uh, already kind of knew or felt, you know, um, but for him, he brought up um, Dr. West in that whole thing. And that was like, whoa, like not only is he indicting the CIA, who probably gave him the talking points for that report. That's why right. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what the angle was. It's kind of like with the Pentagon and the UFO stuff during the, the lockdown. All of a sudden, now, if you see a UFO, you're not a crazy kook. But for years, they would always, you know, tell people to, uh, you know, call them nuts and have them ostracized. Now, all of a sudden, it's normal during this lockdown. So what to make us not pay attention to that? I don't know. I'm not paranoid, but I'm saying there's got to be some kind of angle. But he brought up Dr. West, and that is really down the rabbit hole for John Q. Public. Yes, it is. He was he was uh, um, Jack Ruby. Uh, he well, maybe it wasn't his actual psychiatrist, but he went to visit Jack Ruby when Jack Ruby was on uh, waiting on trial and in, in prison, um, waiting for his trial to start. He actually visited him. Why is he visiting the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's killer like in in the jail? And, you know, and then you find come to find out that he was the CIA's like top MK Ultra psychiatrist. And he's also connected to McVeigh, Timothy McVeigh of yeah. Oklahoma City. He's connected to Sirhan Sirhan, Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy's uh, supposed assassin. I actually think it was Eugene Caesar, the security guard that worked for Lockheed Martin that was behind Bobby. That's a different story. I'm going way down the rabbit hole. I'm doing what that what that guy did to that woman in front of you, scaring everybody. <laughs> no, you're not, but not. yeah, you. But what I'm saying is, for the fact that Doctor West was brought up on Tucker Carlson, like the, I don't know, that's a real rabbit hole thing that I never. Well, here, let me let me ask you a question, yeah. if you don't mind, dude. So sure, for sure. guys like you and Don, yeah, okay, because I know that that as soon as West's name came out of Tucker's mouth and Don knew oh. about it, his ears went, might have had to have popped up, right? Yeah. So what does that mean to you guys to hear that? I mean, what, what, like you, like you said, does it creep you out? There's does an it, angle. Does... There's an angle that I'm not seeing or not considering right now because uh, Jason Barker, your, uh, your, your co-host and producer of uh, the night. Jason Barker. Morning, we did a, uh, we did a digging Chris Graves, the, the previous episode, we went into Operation Northwoods and, and all that. Time. I've seen it. That was excellent, dude. Thank, thank you. That was all Jason. Seriously. Like I wanted to do that as a show for a long time and just having him on board uh, gave me a kind of a credibility that I wouldn't have had if it was just myself. Um, nice. But I'm bringing that up because we gonna, we're going to do our next episode on Operation Mockingbird, which is the CIA's infiltration of the media and right. sway public opinion. And that plays a big part, and especially with the wars that we keep finding ourselves in and, you know, trust the science, all these these buzzwords that, you know, get people going, you know, insurrection, you know, <laughs> all these things are done. So when you ask me about that, that Mockingbird is still alive and well, and even in the alt media, people, um, other conspiracy related uh, minded people might not even consider that, you know, that doesn't just go with the mainstream media 
over the oh, years, no. it's been outed that there's been a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, disinfo type people. You know, I'm not saying everyone is, but because you can't really prove it. And, well, until you can out them with evidence. But a lot of the time, these people, they do questionable things and make you go, well, why is he saying this or acting that way? And like, was he uh, influenced somehow? And with Tucker, I think his father is actually a CIA agent or uh, some kind of a CIA affiliation. He, he was involved with uh, Radio Free America. Or something yep. like that. One of those right. things back in the day. Yeah, that was a that's like basically a propaganda channel, right? Yes, basically. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying he got it from his father, but anytime you have anyone that has a a platform uh, that's huge, like uh, in the media, you got to just have in the back of your mind not to be paranoid and not to think that be skeptical of every single thing. But for the most part, think for yourself. Does it make sense? I mean. They would never allow that report to be on something like a Tucker Carlson years ago, let alone having the MK Ultra's like top psychiatrist be outed. Yeah, that guy, and he, that guy is hand, his fingerprints are all over all kinds of stuff. When I was going through the, Don's book, uh, the uh, which one hidden was history? I? Yeah, hidden history, dude. That guy, that guy's everywhere. <laughs> Dave McGowan wrote all about him too. Like, yeah. He was huge with the in the program to kill. Yeah, how, how come nobody ever points this out? Hey, guy, hey, hey, I, I'm not no expert, but you know, FBI or CIA or whoever, you know, there's this guy over here, the psychiatrist. He's yeah. involved in all this stuff. You might want to look at that. Why is but he I'm, I'm just an auto body guy? So right, I'm, you're just a, yeah, you're just a layman, you know, John Q. Public. But it's like that's yeah, a valid question. Why is he affiliated with Sirhan Sirhan Jack Ruby? Timothy McVeigh. I'm leaving out a few. I don't want to say a couple more because I can't. I right now it's not in front of me, but he has a whole laundry list of like people that had questionable motives in the crimes that they were accused of. You know, so I don't know what to make of it. It's one of those things. There's an angle there that I'm not seeing yet with Tucker. Right. I don't know because I don't know why they would want to normalize that, um, like the UFO thing. Like I could see that maybe being a distraction for a little bit from the race riots, which were a distraction from us being locked down, which was a distraction from whatever. On and Let on me and ask on. you a question. Do you think yeah. Tucker could possibly have gone rogue? Because he's, dropping... he's been dropping truth buzzwords, yeah. dude, for about five years now. Well, he's been doing, he did it with Vegas, I noticed. The Vegas shooting, he brought up the other suspect that was going to be arranged, and then it disappeared. He's a three. He's, he's usually three to four months late, but he whitewashes a lot of Alex Jones stuff too. He regurgitates right. stuff you'll hear on Alex Jones. Like you'll, I haven't listened to Alex in a long time, but you'd hear on Alex, and then a month and a half to four months later, depending, it, the Tucker would be reporting on it in a whitewashed yeah. kind of way. Yeah, you know what? I I don't know. Do you think Alex? He, I'm I, I I'm not going to say what I think Alex is, but I, I don't trust Alex Jones. I think he can be entertaining, but. Uh, Something happened to Alex Jones, dude. I don't know when and I don't know where. Well, I'll just say people can look on YouTube. It, it should still be there. Bill Cooper goes over Alex Jones's uh, Y2K special where he's basically saying that the world's coming to an end in real time. Yeah. He critiques yep. the whole thing about how he's trying to spread fear uh, where there's no baseless. There's nothing going on on Y2K. And then even Joe Rogan and well, Eddie Bravo, when he was on Joe Rogan with Alex, asked Alex, 
What was the deal with that Y2K thing? And Alex gave the same like lame uh, excuse that he did during the Sandy Hook deposition. He said he was going through a psychosis at the time or whatever. Did, did Alex push Planet X too? He, Alex never, to, uh, until recently with the interdimensional like uh, pedophile. Do you remember Planet X? It was the yeah, Nerubu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Anunnaki. I know all about this. Yeah, I, I went down that rabbit hole like when it came to aliens and things like that. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, they wanted the gold. They wanted uh, gold for their ozone layer, and that's why gold <laughs> is worth so much. There's a whole thing behind it. But Alex, Alex, for the most part, would stay away from the cosmic-type uh, conspiracies. He was really grounded for a while, and he had a lot of good information. And I yes. think that there was a reason for that, because even Alex would boast about how he had CIA uh, people in his family. People don't point that out. You know what I mean? So, so I don't made know. us all crazy, dude. I think he was given street credit in the conspiracy circles, starting really with the uh, Bohemian Grove with him sneaking in. He would have been murdered on site if they didn't want that video being filmed. You're not sneaking into Bohemian Grove. Bro. No, I think he was allowed access to get that street cred. So people that I know in my life to this day, I won't name them, but I, you know, a couple of them too. They still give Alex a lot of credit for waking up the masses, waking up them, waking up this. I think it was really kind of like how the Sandy Hook trials, I feel like, were engineered um, to make it so that, you know, we're too scared to ask questions because we might have to pay $2.3 trillion. Just like with January 6th, it was to scare people from having the right to protest. You know, I feel like these things are kind of engineered uh, in a way years in advance. So when I say that, I, I and maybe Jason's right when it comes to speculation here. I, maybe I shouldn't be speculating, but I've been studying Alex and watching him since the late 1990s. So I think um, he That's was given access. Than me. Wow, <laughs> he, was, he was given access for certain at certain times that would get him like street cred, uh, for lack of a better term, like with people like us, you know, that are questioning things to a point where he basically took uh, Bill Cooper's whole persona and Bill Cooper got his ass shot to death in 2001. Bill Cooper predicted 9-11, right? Yes, in I know. June, yeah. June of 2001, because he saw the trends. He saw they were pushing Osama in the news all of a sudden. And he basically, he, basically predicted it but alex gets the credit for predicting 9-11 because he did what you just said how tucker whitewashes like alex's stuff a month later there's a famous footage of uh alex predicting 9-11 but it was a full month after bill did so he right. basically and he was admittedly a huge fan of the hour he, of the time bill's radio he show. does he does what other podcasters do with him yes he that, did, that, he did that with Bill Cooper. You know, my, my take on Alex, dude, is is he did wake people up, I guess, but not. But he, he was woke you up into a nightmare. Him. Yeah. He woke you up and you woke up and you started hating everything and everybody. But did, oh, look at these morons. They don't know like I know the GMO and the floor. Did they, did they want did they want him a person like like him to do that for a reason because with yes, 9 11, yes, with yes. 9 11, his 9 11 documentaries, he was given access that other people weren't, and that's what he started building, becoming famous more and more famous. Yeah, but dude, they, he marginalized the whole movement. That's my point. First of all, he poisoned the well with us, 
Okay, yeah. it made it so we couldn't disseminate information correctly because of the way that he presented it to us. We, yeah. you know, and, and a lot, you got to remember, a lot of the listeners, dude, they're not like Chris Graves or, you know, I'm not trying to angry Tyler or Jason Barker where they, they'll go disseminate stuff and, and try to, you know, they're not thinking about that stuff. Alex Jones is winding you up, dude. Make it, you know, basically then you're buying his products, right? Then he's gripping yeah. you for his products. You're insulated and they listen to InfoWars every single day. You know, you're, you got that rage going on that he's feeding you. It's rage porn, you know, and you're not disseminating information to anybody in a proper way. And he marginalized everything. He, he do all. Oh, they listen to Alex Jones. He believes in the lizard people. He's crazy. You know, so anything to do with the truth or movement, dude, starting with that 9-11, that's the first thing I thought is like, he's making it so no one will ever look at this because th this crazy guy is the one looking into it. And look everybody at, thinks he's nuts already. Look at 2015. You you might really disagree with me with what I'm about to say. Maybe you won't. I, I don't. I'm not really sure your stance. I think I know, but I, I don't know for for a fact. He the tide started to turn with Alex, right around a little couple years after the Sandy Hook stuff, and people that started becoming like a PizzaGate like lightning topic. You you were shunned from even bringing up or at all. Around that time, he starts pushing the Trump stuff. Yep. And Trump, oh, that's it. Yeah, that was Trump it. is what I think Alex is. He's playing the part. There's yep. whether he knows it, whether it's on the surface or not. Like I won't go full MK Ultra stuff, but I'll leave that possibility there. With Trump, he Trump was given the things to say to get people like us. I was never a Trump guy because I always thought he was, I kind of, even Don, Donald Jeffries, I'll give the two of us credit there. We kind of saw, you know, Don gave a name for it, uh, the Trumpenstein project. Right project, yeah. I right. didn't have that term, but I agreed with it even before. I think it, I, around that time I started becoming familiar with Donald Jeffries through his interviews and things like that. But what I had been woken up, uh, not woke, but I had been awake. Oh, yeah, yeah, they stole By people like. The late Dave McGowan and the late Bill Cooper, and they're both—I know they're both dead—but that gives me that gives them a lot of credibility that these other guys that are still kicking and making money that they don't necessarily have. So when the Trump thing, he went from being a guy who was saying how the left-right paradigm, right, is the left and the right are the same thing, you know, all that, which I agree with you. I think that it was all a shell. Everything's a shell. I think when he started going towards this Trump thing, he was playing the part because Trump was the late, kind of like Elon Musk is the technology version of both of them. Yet another puppet, like kind of like Biden, all these presidential people, they're puppets. They're not doing, they're not, they're just a, a figurehead. That's all. Yeah, no, you're right, dude. You're right. No, I said, I, I, I'm sitting there. Okay. And I fell for Trump in the beginning. Because I read Trump's, he put out something online, his very first, uh, you know, whatever statement it is. Well, Cambridge, very, very Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Billy Ray Billy exposed that. That's right. Billy that, Ray Valentine, the East Coast host with the most. Yeah, He's the one that, that does that awesome. up, right? Yeah, he, he brought that up too, right? And Steve Bannon, all that stuff. That was a psychological Yeah, warfare. it was right out of the John Birch Society. I'm like, wow. Okay, and they had the know? talking points, the conspiracy theory talking points. Yeah, globalism, people. the UN. Wow, brought yeah, it up. these guys are fake hit. news. Fake news got popular because yeah. Trump started saying it. But guess what? He wasn't wrong, but he was told to say those things. But then, but then, then he just tweeted for four years, and I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, 
Then it became another president, puppy. and then Syria happened, and I was like, immediately I knew. Right. I'm like, and then another what was the moment? Well, just for people that are not familiar with Syria right now. Well, Syria was that, so many uh, things that happened. Since. We must bomb Assad. It was the fake chemical weapons attack where the White Hats actually did it. And they, they said they used, I think it was sarin gas. And yes. there was no reports of anything like that happening at all. And, they, you know, I think Trump sent a couple missiles over there. And, right. Uh, you, yeah. you know, and it's it's like, OK, if you're not part of this whole conglomerate, you wouldn't have went along with this whole fake story. And he started he and, started collecting people from like the big banks and stuff and putting the around surrounding that, that, that. Well, and a little bit before that, what struck my suspicion, not only of Trump, but of A.J. was yeah. these two things. AJ taught me, and I have to say that he's the one that he didn't teach me. He put me on the trail of the International Monetary Fund, which I think he was the trial. Yeah, yep, the Trilateral Commission, yeah. the Council on Foreign Relations, and the Goldman Sachs banker uh, connection to cabinet and being cabinet members. Yeah, you know, and big pharma too. Pharma. So, the, the so when he didn't yeah. go over Trump's cabinet members, and you had the Rex Tillerson, who I knew was an environmentalist, you know, just from knowing who that guy was. Right, big oil guy, and he put all these, you know, schmucks in here, uh, and they were all against Trump before that. They were all IMF, CFR, Goldman Sachs, military-industrial complex. Yeah. You know, military people. I'm like, no, nothing against the military, but yeah. that was kind of like right. not too many military people in the cabinet nowadays, right? So right, and let's also people. remember. Remember when the the, uh, the birther thing? Remember, yeah. people were like, Trump, Trump's racist. He brought up the birther thing. No, Hillary Clinton started the birther thing in 2008 yes i'm just saying i'll nobody give trump re- that yeah. <laughs> nobody remembers that dude no. that's buried in the in the in the the fish like the russian collusion the, russian the goldfish collusion? mind of the american public that's that's they're all that's the at. same they're all the same the gold remember the russian collusion thing right it was originally it was supposed to be oh is hillary in with the russia it was the same thing and then it got flipped, just flipped they flipped the script yeah that's all they did so you so, know yeah, those that. two things, yeah. dude. I mean, when I seen those things, I'm like, oh, this is all shenanery. And now Alex is involved in it, and I can't trust him anymore. Well, and then David the Knight quit. Then David Knight got yes. fired. And I, and I couldn't listen to Alex anyways. All I was listening to was the David Knight show for like the last year or whatever it was. And I give David Knight a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of respect for uh, the fact that you know he may have been fought, let go by Alex, but he put himself in that position to say, I'm not going to push the Trump thing. I'm you know Trump's not right here, and and. It, over a few other things too, like and he's like, I'm not going to do that. So he stuck to his guns, and Integrity, now I think dude. I think he's better off where he is now with his own thing. But yeah, I give him a lot. Of, yeah, integrity, and uh, yeah. What did you? What did you make of the Q thing too? Because I uh, I seen I that right away. I mean, we, I mean, I know you knew. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. Right, I'm like, oh, this is psyop shit. I got people John F. calling Kennedy, me up. JFK Jr. They're saying like he was Q. I'm like, I'm fairly certain I talked to the last guy that talked to John F. Kennedy from the air traffic control tower. I'm pretty sure John F. Kennedy Jr. is dead. Like, he's been dead since 99. He's not coming back. He's not being uh, the VP to Trump or whatever, you know. Another thing that alerted me to Q was how much of the general public on the right who were Trump supporters were yeah. lapping it up. I knew it was a psyop, dude. I'm like, I got friends who, you know, they're Trump. I felt bad. All of a sudden, yeah, I felt like, bad dude. because there's a lot of hope there that, that they would have these secret tribunals to get these people finally, the justice finally. Yeah, I, get I get that because there's no hope anymore. But I've been researching this stuff for so long. I'm kind of glad that I, you know, 
Because if I hadn't been privy to this stuff, I probably would have been sucked in with the same thing. So I don't fault people for. And now they've divided the country hugely. Um, oh, they've, yeah. they've, they've they've identified uh, anybody who thinks in a in a, in a more of a right wing or libertarian kind of a mindset as as a terrorist or dangerous person now. So yeah. any kind of rebellion that would come from that vestige yeah. of the republic is gone, dude. There, it's going to be labeled as terrorist. You know, and you're January not January sixth. Hence yes. January 6th, which yeah, I think is also engineered. Yeah, yeah but, absolutely. Abs and those guys, those guys led the lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, you know? and people don't don't they already forgot that. He said, I'll I'm going with you. What did he do? He hightailed the back to the White House and on video is sitting there drinking champagne and cheering. He he's wearing boxing gloves at a certain point. People are getting killed. Yeah. During this. Yeah. So when people are, oh yeah, you don't like Trump, I I think he's a puppet. But yeah, he's despicable. Like it's it's hard to live out of that paradigm, right? That paradigm is is a false dichotomy. It goes back to what we started talking about in the yes. beginning of the episode here. That yeah, it, dude, it's fake. And once you get away from the fake, yeah, you know, I, I my thing is, dude, like you know, I, I want our listeners and I, I want people to be able to to. Tell other individuals stuff that's important and yeah. say it in a way that's intelligent and easy to easy to digest. Right. I, you know, a lot of people can't read white papers and go through them and, and then digest them to somebody else. Some people can, some people can't. A lot of people can't do the research you do and then be able to like break it they down. They have families. They have families. They have yeah. to work 15 hours a day. That's the and, last thing they want to do is delve into this. And I want us to craft, a, a, after like what David does, a intelligent calm way to talk to people and get them to understand what's going on and i i want the people who listen to david knight and, and everyone else and all the other you know uh america unplugged you all don jeffries everybody to in number six you know all the all the listeners to to be able to tell other people in a way that's gonna matter not yeah. the alex jones way not the don't you can't shake them awake guys we have to nudge them these are human beings, man. Don't yeah, it, it, you get mad at them, but you can't. A lot of them know I have hope, and that's why I, I have empathy. You know, I don't scorn. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not enlightened like we are, man. But I, you know? I know that. Well, I'm trying. Even me, myself, like I believe I'm far from being enlightened, but I'm learning every day, and I'm making the effort and everything. But I, I as we're winding down here, because I, I know that you know I, I know we got to wind down, but. Uh, you came to meet Jason Barker um, yeah. through the chat room of uh, America Unplugged and I protest and things like that. How long ago was, was this? Really crazy thing. So, um, you know, we were all listening to David Knight and I'd heard about Jason Barker. He'd write in some stuff. David would read it, his exemption letter. I think it was the first I heard of it. I thought he was a younger guy, by the way. And then, uh, you know, I do, to be honest with you, I really didn't get involved in the chats very often, you know, on, yeah. on Rockfin or anything like that. I think the first time I really kind of got involved in the chat was on Global Warning when David started doing that, that, uh, that show. Right. And I said, he's, you know, I'm going to ask questions in the chat. That's a good way to communicate with David. Yeah. And that's kind of when I got noticed in the chat a little bit. And I was just, I still, I'm kind of, you know, back it off you know people don't know me i don't know them this is just a chat you know whatever you know and then uh i started talking to these people and i was like wow they're pretty pretty cool people here right well like-minded yeah yeah a lot of like-minded people so i think it was uh i think it was a, a night we were watching global warning or something and jay's like hey 
does anybody want to help me try something out? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I you love know, this. Yeah. Try something yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. And it was the stream yard. And how long ago was this? Beginning in November. Exactly. And it feels like you guys have been on for years. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, I've known you guys for years, kind of like with six and Don. Yeah. And, and I, I really haven't. Well, it's on for a few years now, but everyone else, I feel like, you know, it, it hasn't been that long, but it, it has, it feels like you've always, all of you guys have been in my life this whole time. And it wasn't supposed to be this either. It was just supposed to be a place for the people in the chat to come and meet, you know, mm -hmm. we'll just chat a little bit, you know, and, and, and do it like that. It was like a David Knight after show. Like they yeah, did the talking, like, talking dead after walking. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. You know, and we didn't know it was going to morph into this, you know, right. we had no idea now, you know, and, and I just like to say this. Yeah. yeah. When, when David Knight mentions our show or Billy Ray Valentine mentions our show or any of those guys, dude, that blows our face off. You, you, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm in awe. I am an amateur. I am not a podcaster. Never done this before. You, you know, don't carry never, yourself, you don't carry yourself that way. I'm not just blowing smoke. Seriously. Well, you know, and I, I'm just like, I, I am not trying to fill their shoes or compete with them. I'm trying to elevate them. I'm trying to get people to listen to them. Me too. Right. Yeah. Cause they're a lot more succinct than I am, you know, that's how I was and, with John. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I think it kind of works out in the way we're like, I feel like we're their Boy Scout. I don't mean this in a weird way. But like we're their Boy Scouts. We're the juniors, right? Yeah, we're the yeah. junior rank behind them, you know? So, and right. I like that spot. I, I think it's a yeah. good spot. And then and, and I want to give kudos to those guys. And just, they, they inspire us, you know? So yeah. and it's, it's it, I want people just to be able to explain. And I want people in our community not to feel alone. That's why we like to get people on. Yeah. You know, I want the people in the chat to come on. I want the people who watch America Unplugged and all that to come on. And so it's so most people are alone. Them. Most people are alone in the world that we're. Yeah. I want to give them a voice and I want them to get them yeah. in this community and we're not alone. We we're going to need each other. We're going to have yeah. to build some kind of counter community. I do believe that. So that was the whole thing behind. I mean, that's what it turned into. Yeah, no. And it, it keeps, it keeps evolving. It, it kind of like, uh, like I said, uh, our friend uh, six, like the new prisoners that, that was just two people originally and it's evolving. But what is, um, as we come to a close here, do you have any wish list? Um, I, I'm assuming David Knight would probably be at the top of it, but do you have a wish list of uh, guests you'd like well, to Well, yeah, on? and you know what? This is good because I want to say this too, because there's Tony Arterburn, right? And we're yes. not trying to ignore Tony. We don't want to bug Tony because we know well, how he's very busy. Tony is. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, we, and we got Kenzie. She said she'd come on and we're going to start scheduling these people. David yeah. Knight said he would come on. You know, but we're not well, going to bug did. David okay. Knight. Yeah, we're no. scared. We're scared. We're, yeah, he said it on air. That's the only reason I would I said it because he actually said it oh, yeah, on air, a global Excellent. warning, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're not holding any of these people to this. I want to get Billy Ray on. We had yeah. Don Jeffries on and Vince and all these people. So eventually we're going to get to them. But we want, you know, like with David and no offense to the other people at all either. You know, we want to make sure that we're well polished because we really, what we do with all those people, we kind of like, uh, we, we uh, rep them, right? We're affiliated, right? We were affiliated, you know, as you know, yeah. street talk or whatever. There's a, certain image, there's a certain image of David Knight, uh, a certain, uh, yeah, image and uh, perception of David. Knight. We affiliate ourselves with them. Yeah. So when we when we broadcast, when we do stuff, we want to make sure it's with the say decorum that all of them have. You know, even America Unplugged, you know, it's they have decorum too. They have a standard. There's a standard for everyone, and we want to make sure we live up to that standard and that we're ready for a guy like David Knight to come on. 
You know, I mean, and, and that's no offense to anybody that we've had on or are going to have on before him, but he was the guy that kind of this was Knights of the Storm. That's his, yeah. So even the title, it's like uh, he, it was his his seed. Yeah. His seed started this, you know, and and it's and I'm proud of it. I'm super proud of it. So yeah, so I totally I totally get that. And all right, so we went through that and it, the ultimate goal for you, and just in general with, with the show and. The ultimate goal is, is to reach those people, man. Get that person yeah. so they don't feel alone. Get the spirit. I want everybody to feel this spirit, whatever you believe in. There's a, I believe, I'll call it the Holy Spirit, but there's a spirit moving us around and moving us to do these things. I feel it when I'm doing this. I know yeah. you can feel it when you're doing it. I feel like when the, everyone is uh, starting to meet now, I will say there's something to that. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's providence going on, and I want people not to feel alone, and I want them to be able to let the rest of the people know in this yeah. world who are close to them or their friends. And I want them to be able to do it in an articulated way or, or a, a basic way. So, yeah. that, you know, that's my main thing. That's great. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, do you guys have a website and a way for people to contact you? We do. Okay. So we've got uh, the Knights of the storm. Oh man, Jay's going to kill me. Cause I don't remember all this stuff. He's the super producer, but we I do have a website. If you go to our Twitter and Knights of the OTS, it's, yeah. there's a link right to the website. And we got all kinds of great stuff. There are show times, all the people that we mentioned, Showtime's Gardner. Yeah, you're, doing, you're providing a service that I haven't yep. seen anywhere else. So what yep. exactly so, is that? It's like a TV so, guide for podcasts. Yeah, right? TV guide for podcasts of people that we believe are pertinent and you know have, have good information. And you're on there. Uh, you know, number six is on there. We're gonna get Gerald Salente on there. Another guy named Gregory really? Manorino. Okay. I think we got Charlie Robinson on there. We got, you know, a Don Jeffrey stuff on there. You know, America Unplugged. All those guys. You know, um, yeah. So yeah, that's, it's, that's great. Yeah, yeah no, I think I think it's uh, I, there's one that will um, I think it's uh, the Knights of the Storm.com. If not, it's Knights of the Storm.com. But I know there's definitely KOTS.com that will get re like routed or whatever the word is so that they can yeah, find you. Guys. Jay's pretty good at that stuff. And then I've got uh, probably before the end of the week, I'm going to be uh, my first Substacks coming out. Really? Yeah. So there's going to be some writing on there, at, you know, from time What's to time. What's the official oh, what, um, address for that, too? I think it's going to be Angry's newsletter, I think. You know, it's, I, I've almost got it all culminated. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, 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 you'll be one of the guys I'll be sending one of my test things to because you could do That's that. Really but, awesome. uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have that. And then I'm going to I'm going to do some writing on there. And then I'm going to be doing a lot of, like, shorter videos and stuff. Okay. And I might call it the Tiger's Den or something like that, you know. But, yeah, you right. know, I, I got a foreign correspondent for the Middle East that I can talk to. You do. Uh, yeah, he's got connections in the Middle East. So, wow. yeah, he can tell me when stuff happens, pops up. I can do Man on the Street in Detroit. You know, there's Real a lot of different stuff I'd like to do, you know, yeah. little reports that I like to do. And then, you know, Nights of the, of the Storm also will be able to utilize my report. So, you yes. know, and I, I'm trying to get everybody to do that. Everybody, you know, if you're in this, start a Substack if you, if you have time, you know. Yeah. I, uh... You got to promote yourself a little bit. Right. Yes. Cause then you're promoting when I promote me and then I promote you and then I promote Knights of the OTS to OTS, you know, then yeah. we're promoting David Knight and Billy Ray Valentine. And so it's a promotional tree. I've been right? doing and everybody do the Twitter thing, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. This will be the last thing I promise. Gotcha, brother. Can you, can you describe for, you know, people that might not grasp the just how to exact, I know exactly. Cause I'm, like I said, we had a call, a phone conversation a, while, a little while ago. I've been doing this to promote like all my friends work and uh, you know, all that stuff. But you actually brought something else to my attention that I thought was great. You have a way of 
beating the algorithms with the censorship. Can you just explain in layman's terms exactly what they have to do to be able to do that? So there's three steps. The, yes. the, 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 <clears throat> first, the, the first step is you, okay, you find your person that, let's say it's a, it's the Chris Graves show. Say it's digging Chris Graves and you okay. want to retweet his show. You quote the tweet. You go, yeah. you go to you retweet. Go to retweet. You go quote. It's right. You go, to quote, go down to quote tweet. Okay. And then you, then after that, you put at and you put Chris Graves. Okay. And you'll, you'll start typing Chris. And if you follow him, his name's going to pop up and you press it, you know, auto, auto whatever fill. letters you're at, it'll start to list everyone that has exactly, exactly. So do that with all the people that you want to, to, to Twitter to notice that you want, you want people to hear from, right? Especially people that might actually be shadow banned right now. And exactly. This is the way our friend Rhonda had banning. that the other day. She didn't get any of our updates for a whole week. She was telling me. Yeah. They're yeah. Getting worse with it. Yeah. They're getting worse. But, but if we, if we keep at this, that because I so anyway, so, yeah. so, and you fill that up, like Chris, Chris told me this, fill that up with everybody. And here's another thing though. You want to put your friends in there, but if your friends got two followers, that don't help. It's that, kind it's of taking up space. It's not the purpose of this. Isn't to be nice. It's right. to, it's it's to, it's as a, many trick, eyes as on it. Yeah, trick the algorithm. I put certain people in because I know they will retweet it. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. But Everyone that they in, have is friends. Yeah, who, put who in all you. your main people. So, like with me, it's Chris Graves, Tony Arter, Billy Ray Valentine, Liberty Terry, which is David Knight. You know, Knights of the OTC number six. I always put like. People, I'm for sure, you know, and, and I'll switch it around sometimes because I might run out of room. Gardner Goldsmith. But then yeah. Tucker Carlson, he's got yes. 250K follower, a million followers. Oprah, you know. Um, I, I've done that as a joke, but you know what? It's not a joke because she's no. you like way out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Elon Musk right now is one of the guys yeah, that you want to put, you want to tag. Ta the Ron Bezos, Paul Institute. Bezos. I put Biden. Bezos, yeah. I put Kamala Harris. Uh, I put so Monica say, Lewinsky the other day. <laughs> I would say save at least four or five spots for people you might not even like or people that are even on the right. Right. Yeah. If Trump had a, a Twitter account, I'd hashtag Trump. Yeah, with all the people that follow him, right? Or you know, so I had George, I had George Bush, and then I had Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, there that you go. Sense. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah, dude. all the whoever the, whoever the Democrat candidate is, you're definitely going to want to hashtag that person. Yeah, same with the Republican candidate because those are all new people following right. them on Twitter. You know that you get one person, but one. anyway, so yeah. you do that. Yep. Yeah, that that so quote tweet and then put in as many people as you can. Save five rooms for five big names with huge followers, exactly. right? So that that tricks the algorithm because now it's you're being seen in other people's feed. You're tagging other people. What you know, Tucker Carlson, you know, is in, in your in your your stupid Twitter thing, but you it it, it it garnishes views. So, and I'll tell you how I know this in a minute. So then the next thing, so you 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 quote you quote your people, you tag your people, tag. Okay, then the next thing is really easy. You have to retweet the stuff. Right. Yeah. You gotta retweet it. You actually, you have to, that, you know, if you don't do that, you're not in the game at all. But and we're not saying in, in like a harassment type of way where no. there's someone that doesn't want to be tagged and they let you know that then respect that, you know? Well, I haven't had that happen yet. Have you? I haven't really either, but I've, I've had my suspicions like, uh, you know, if I, I mean, maybe every time don't quote, don't, uh, at don't quote tweet the same people every single time, maybe mix it up just so. Yeah. Exactly. They're not getting uh, fed up with you at a certain point. You know? Exactly. So, and then another thing is, okay, so you take the Chris Graves show, 
you know, digging with Chris Graves, and you go and you drop it in Tucker Carlson's feed. Yes, you take the Don Jeffries I protest show, you drop it in Tucker Carlson's feed. If you do that, people will see it. Yeah, and these are giant feeds. They're not the admins. Not going to be like, oh, look, this guy's. Pop. What are they going right. to do? Like, don't like, don't do that for someone. Yeah, don't do that for someone that has 50, 50 followers because they're going to see it every time. They're going to get. Yeah, no, it's got to be huge. It's got to be yeah. over two hundred fifty k. At least it'll turn. be in there. Yeah, you know, it'll mix like with that. your algorithms too while you're doing that. Like Tucker's feeding on it. That's and that's the thing, Chris. Is it mixes it all together, and you know now, and that. That that algorithm, that AI has problems deciphering all of this. And it pulls people like Rhonda back in from yes. uh, shadow band all of a sudden for the week. You know what and I mean? I've been looking at the analytics now because that yes. little thing came up. We are getting seen way more. The posts that I do that with get seen way more than the posts that I do not do that with. And yeah. I know I, I'm gonna say I say this at nauseum. Nobody wants to play this game with Twitter. I know it sucks. I don't go on yeah. Facebook out of principle, okay? But still, I mean, I'm I, the, the only fiat, way we communicate at the moment. Yeah. I'm in a fiat monetary system. I totally don't believe in, dude, and I have to participate in it. Yeah, you know, Twitter's all we got right now. It's our best chance. We got to participate in it. If we don't try, we can't. Bitch, oh, they're shadow man, and oh, they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Hey, man. Someone punched you in. Do the mouth. something about it. Do something about Do it. Do something about this it. This is you a know? Yeah. Don't put your hand in your pants and scream like a tough guy. Actually, do something. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. I mean, if it does, ultimately, if it doesn't work, we tried something. You know, if they're not going to let us protest or ask questions now without these penalties and trillions of dollars, this is all we're really left with. You know? Exactly, guys. I mean, I can't do anything on Facebook. I can't do anything on YouTube. Yeah. They're letting our videos stay on, on Twitter. Okay, yeah, it's shadow ban, but okay, let's trick them, man. Yeah, I, let's crawl I, into the bob wire, dude. Let's sneak in. The other you know? episode, the Operation Northwoods. Uh, no, actually, the one I did with uh, Don and, and Don's son John uh, for the year end review. That was great, by the they, way. Man. Oh, thank you. It was all them. Believe me, they, I, I appreciate all, all you guys. Uh, Jason let me know that he did some uh, testing and experiments, and he noticed that it said that there was only one person watching when I know for a fact, based on my cell phone, that there were other people telling me they're watching live and they and only the, came up as one. And here's the thing that's weird about this guys though. Here's, here's a weird caveat. The whole time I was watching, it was four or five. And Jason was, was texting me. So that's weird. Yeah. You know, it's like, weird. Yeah. Cause I had, 10, I had 10 people. I knew cause it was right behind the, the camera or whatever. So I would look every now and then, but Jason said, it said him. One and that was it. Wow. We know for a fact it was not just one. Right. So I don't know what that means because uh like the algorithms are getting screwed with, or, or I don't know if it's successful or whatever, but in the end it said I had more viewers after the fact, but during the live thing, everyone had a different number apparently. Because I didn't yeah. know that you had four or five that yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's and that's the thing. You know what, guys? The algorithm, let's attack it, man. Let's use it against them. Tag yeah. tweet drop, tag tweet drop. That's yeah. all we got to do. Get your listeners to do it. You know, I, I, you know, when I talk to number six, if I ever get the chance, I'll be like, dude, tell your listeners to do this, man. Well, that's the next thing that we're working on as we come to an end right now. Um, that is what uh, I know that uh, Jason had mentioned that you guys had uh, wanted to have uh, Lisa come on and talk about her background with the legal stuff and yep. uh, her plight with her father and how they, she's got a story to tell and not a lot of support. So, 
um, if she can have her her story told more, because I had her on my podcast. Dawn's had her on a few times. She's with the new prisoners, yep. like I am every week. Uh, like people like Gary McBride, we're trying to get his work out there. I'm working on it. But the big thing is, we want to have like a you know, kind of like what um, I don't know if you're familiar with Union of the Unwanted. No, it's, no, I've never it's seen a show it. that that Sam Tripoli does on Rockfin. Okay, um, he does, and Charlie Robinson. It's like they do it together with uh, another guy named uh, Randy. What they do is they invite, kind of like what we're doing right here, right? Um, in general, what we were talking about. They'll have, um, and Chuck has been on Union of the uh, Chuck Rochelli. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll be like a whole bunch of people from different podcasts all talk, all invited on a, a, a swap cast or whatever they call it. They have different words for it, but they'll do this Union of the Unwanted show with like ten people or twenty people, depending on what the topic is. And usually Charlie Robinson is in there all the time. Sam Tripoli of Tinfoil Hat, you know, and Joe Rogan fame, you know, he's friends with him. They'll have a whole bunch of different people from our corner of the world here, like conspiracy types of corruption, things like that. And they'll all have their own opinion. The Donald Jeffries and Tony and Billy, they've all been on Union the Unwanted. It's kind of that model, what we're talking about with all of our things. So what I'm trying to do is get um, the new prisoners and you guys and have like an epic conversation. And we can get maybe like people like Guard and Don and, uh, you know, other people, any, you know, all, it's a support thing. Yeah. And I'm not even saying me being, I don't, I'm not even saying me being in the room or what I'm saying. I'm trying to get all my digital uh, researcher friends in the same space for uh, like from time to time. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm so, down, dude. Yeah. We've already, yeah, we already told the prisoner we're down anytime you guys awesome. want to. Okay. do that we're i love you know his show is great man his monologues are are, are epic dude yeah and you epic, both so. you both have like awesome uh i'm not just fluffing your whatever right now but i'm saying you both have a distinct awesome like uh hosting thing that i don't have you know so i'm i'm envious like you got a voice for this type of thing and that's don't great. sell yourself short chris <laughs> well, yeah, but thank right. you no, yeah, anyway, pretty, yeah, they're sweet down there. Yeah, that show, that show is kick ass for sure. And so do yours. And what? And the most important thing right now is when is your show on for the folks? Uh, Ten a.m. Saturdays. Okay. Uh, on Twitter time. and uh, on Twitter, we're on Twitter. I think we uh, go Rumble. to D Live, Rumble, yeah, Rumble, Odyssey, Odyssey. Yep. All, and all YouTube sometimes, right? Depending YouTube on YouTube sometimes, depending on the subject. We just Ooh. we did one on uh, economics, so we were able to post that one on YouTube. Yeah, and then I just started us a BitChute channel too, so we're on BitChute now, guys. Oh, next, that's yep. now, not 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 everything is up there because I got to figure out how to split the episodes because some of them yeah. are too long. But I got at least one up there, so we just got it started today. But I'll be working on that through the week. All right, yeah, everyone, please support uh, this man's efforts and his work and uh, Jason Barker and Rhonda, everybody. It's been a pleasure, and I know I had you for long, much longer than we had talked about, but I, I'm, great. Glad that, I'm glad that we were able to kind of go down this rabbit hole of truth. <laughs> Put that on a th on John Jeffrey's chair. It'll be in my next T-shirt. <laughs> you have a great night, and I can't wait to do this again. And we'll we'll talk to you soon, everybody. And it was an uh, honor, Chris. Honor. Thank you very much, man. The honor was all mine. And we got this awesome outro that I didn't create, but I'm appreciate, appreciative of uh, the person that did. Have a good night, everybody. How dare you?